Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of RTAF. Thank you for being here. This week's episode is with Pharaoh One, a.k.a. Ryan Simmons. A.k.a. Ray, a.k.a. Post-Jungle artist extraordinaire thanks for being with us today pharaoh yeah yeah we're so just, what did we talk about today you know <laughs> talked about everything between just in, you know encouraging yourself to uh taking good selfies taking selfies finding inspiration within yourself uh regarding your life as a work of art talked about ayahuasca yeah. We got into the psychedelic realm a little bit. Mm-hmm. We got into parallel realities, channeling entities. Live painting. We talked about live painting. Live painting. And what that is. And what love. we're really doing here. We talked a lot about A lot of love. Connection. Connection. Pretty much everything. Okay. It's a wonderful... <laughs> wonderful potpourri of loving awareness and... Connection. Connection. Yeah. And Pharaoh even raps at the end, so yeah. you guys get oh, to I hear. Oh, I tried. Yeah, you cool. get to hear a freestyle. Yeah. Oh snap! Yeah, so this one's got a little bit of everything. Everything. Mad flavor. I think you're gonna like love it. Love it. But you have to hang out, or you could fast forward. But I encourage you to hang out. Yeah, with yeah, listen, us. Listen to the whole thing. Let go. Drop in. And uh, stay RTAF. Still buy that ticket. It's it's free (laughs) in this episode. Oh yeah, that's right. The ticket is free. We've come to discover. Yeah, jump on. You're along for the ride. Yeah, it's more of a jump on it rather than a buy the ticket. (laughs) Go ahead. All right, should we launch her? Yeah. In three, two, one. Jam out, bros. Super powerful. Super powerful. If you speed up the music track to 106%, it doesn't catch it. So that's how I get away with it. <laughs> My guy. Yeah. And there's DJs out there who are like, yeah, if I just play it at 106%, it's my own. It's, it's, like, it's mine. Yeah, it's mine now. Finders keepers, right? Yeah. Smashers grabbers. So we're here in Pharaoh's beautiful living room on a bright sunny Sunday. We sunny all Sunday. This is vibes, man, for sure. Yeah, this oh, is great. Appreciate you. You've got it like set up, dude. Mm-hmm. And off the top, you're the most 
gracious host we've ever had. Really? Like, wow. man, you really. Sometimes we'll do it at like my house or John's house, but like when we go visit artists like this, uh-huh. like man, you've got like cookies out here. You got a spread. You got the cheese spread, <laughs> avocado toast, the La Croix, La Croix, yeah, which we're not plugging. Lime and, uh, uh, whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm a cancer. I, I, I really like to be comfortable in my own space. Yeah. Um, and that extends to those I care about when they come in my space. I, I'm always kind of um, really on top of that. But when I have too many people in my space, it's it's I'm finding that... There's that balance. It, it's, right? it's a fine balance. I can only uh, spend my energy with one or two people at a time. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just... It's just is funny, um, you know. I could do it for, for a little bit. But, how do um, you balance that with live painting and? Uh, live painting's interesting. Yeah, it's space holding for sure. Um, you know, I, I like to see it as like, I'm kind of a sponge, and, mm-hmm. you know, when I go out to these places, live artists are sponges. Maybe, maybe they don't know it. Maybe they do. Um, and they're transmuting energy. They're they're understanding this data they're digesting it and and it's going onto the canvas onto this artifact you know alex gray puts it best you know it's um it's yeah. a fun process eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you're such a prolific artist you know we're just in your house like you've eight million paintings everywhere you're just pumping out work constantly and like you're using oils on acrylics on oils with spray paint and paint pens like I just, try not to do too many acrylics on Dobbs oils. It's just <laughs> kind of like a, a topic of breaking the rule, rules. But um, yeah. yeah, you know, I try to stay diverse with the mediums. I'm always uh, really curious of, of new mediums. And I've been stuck in the paint for a while, um, but now I'm starting to expand it more digital. Oh, cool. Uh, I think that's, you know, definitely an important conversation. And while I want to expand on that, I want to stay rooted in the in the the old art forms and you know while i'm not like an old technique oil painter um my style it draws from everything it draws from you know um i guess alex grace's every uh, act of creation uh you know spurs every other act of creation you know mm-hmm. so it's it's just this rapid fire and we live in this time where it's such a you know beautiful time to be alive especially seeing this worldwide renaissance happening you know and and to be witnessing it in real time uh and that's what drew me to you know graffiti art and and um removing i'm kind of just going with it here but um removing it from the museum and 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 giving that experience providing that experience to someone that might not be able to access that medicine Mm -hmm. You know, and seeing art as medicine, I've heard you guys talk about that, you know, as your own healing process. And then, you know, as it, as it goes beyond that, it, it, it goes through various stages of understanding what art is in our, in our own lives and what it is on a community level. And I find that topic really interesting because we're kind of on this precipice of, of kind of understanding it. And, it, and it's weaving this narrative and the, story, the stories of all these artists to understand kind of what is what's really happening here and, and mm-hmm. what is bubbling up and the more we talk about it the more it comes into uh existence and manifesting so i'm grateful to be here yeah, yeah man and it's a wild phenomenon in this place and time how there's probably more artists than ever before this crazy outpouring of creativity that's happening in this time and space oh yeah it's wild 
<laughs> grateful to be here. It's uh, it's exciting. How long have you been making art? Um, man, I I remember my first painting. I was proud of. I was in like third grade, you know, oh, wow, art class, nice. and but I didn't start painting. Uh, I'd say until uh, I was in school. You know, I messed around in uh, in high school a little bit, but that self doubt was heavy back yeah. then. You know, it's and then uh, once I got to uh, I went to college at Fort Lewis in uh, Durango, and that was down. Uh, in the four corners really grateful to have spent time down there that helped me to understand indigenous culture uh much better mm-hmm. um uh, you know and there's always more to learn but but fusing to uh, more understanding with where we are the land that we're on the you know the communities and and cultures and uh, peoples that have been displaced through the process and you know, I think these things do need to be talked about much more mainstream, uh, as well as, you know, mental health and, and a lot of, and you guys are really bringing that to the, the forefront of like, you know, what is, what is it to be on this journey as an artist to, to, you know, understand yourself on, keep opening expanding that box of awareness and then you and sometimes you run into some scary things where you're like oh man this is stuff but i you know i have to i have to push on and understand it and and incorporate it and integrate it instead of keep it at an arm's length and not deal with you know whether it goes into past life you know there's there's a top there's a conversation and 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 all that so Mm -hmm. Just being courageous enough to confront whatever comes up mm-hmm. and having a brush or a paint pen in hand too and kind of translating as you're downloading and confronting these aspects of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings up an image, you know, sometimes when I'm live painting and the and the base is just really heavy and I'm sure you guys have experienced that where you're holding your your brush to your canvas and it's it's like a needle record. You know, I feel like the, mm, the theme yeah. of this is very vinyl. We have a vinyl on right now, Shouts to the Roots. You know, we just have it, we playing, you know. I think hip hop, you know, not to, to spin out of topic no, uh, again, but hip hop is a very important uh, element. It's the heart element. It's it's unifying everything. Everything is hip hop in, in my opinion. Um, but to get back to the image of when you're live painting, the bass is hitting so heavy and you have your, your brush to the canvas and it's actually recording like a, a needle to the, the canvas. It's actually mm-hmm. recording that vibration. So maybe in, in the future technology can actually see that, you know, imaging can see that uh, and read that music and maybe even hear conversations that were going around and understand, you know, this is all energy that's going through our, our, our systems, through our arms, into our paintbrush being recorded with our emotion infused and it's this beautiful alchemical process turns something that was blank into something that glows and is magical and is is emanates beautiful energy it emanates intention whatever intention you put into your art and you know that's why i'm drawn to um art that reflects the consciousness in a way that it we can all be like oh man you're on you're on that wave you're on that wave we're all exploring different uh aspects of of the same conversation and in in that conversations ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah yeah these different flavors and unique lenses unique voices that come through 
Mm-hmm. And so like, do you personally, do you have um, a mission to your art or uh, like an overarching intention behind what you're doing? I do. It um, My art is designed to tap into an ancient, uh, almost like an ancient memory of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, for me, it helps me to activate deeper layers of my consciousness. And in doing so, I want to help others activate their third eye, activate, uh, you know, help them to assist them in their process of waking up, you know, whether it be like visual stuff around them, be like, yeah, you know, you're in this place in time. You're not on the, you're not alone. You know, Mm -hmm. it's this huge conversations. It's Denver's, you know, blowing up with, uh, with visual artists and and the visionary art scene. And, you know, it's a funny word, the visionary art scene. Um, and you know, what is visionary art? Um, and I, you yeah, know, yeah, bring that you topic think it is. In, you know, we, we've tried to, to define. I think it is. We've tried. <laughs> I, I've heard you guys, yeah, talk about it. Um, visionary art to me is pulling from a realm of the collective conscious that is pulling from a our future higher selves, mm-hmm. while also in relation and grounded to our our past and and right here in the present, Mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, it's like pulling magic out of the clouds and understanding what we're, what we're pulling in real time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's living amongst maybe. Yeah. And it's like, as we're pulling this thing out down from wherever it's coming from or from the side to side or wherever you choose to, to pull your energy from, uh, what is, what is up and down anyhow? We, you know, yeah. Um, it's all just a matter of perspective, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of artists that I know, you specifically seem like you're, uh, you know, I really get the sense that you're channeling something, you know, mm, like, yeah. I don't always get that feeling from people, but it, yeah, I, that's all, all I know how to describe it. It seems like you are pulling from like some alternate dimension. It's a channel. Yeah. It's, it's opening that channel and it's keeping that antenna clear. And once you have experienced that clear antenna, it's a constant, um, constant, not battle necessarily, but it's, it's, it's a fine, it's like a trapeze wire to stay in tune with your antennae. Mm -hmm. Uh, and to keep that clear is a beautiful thing. And once you experience it clear and then going back to having it doled, it's like this, it's this attunement that is, I don't foresee ever necessarily ending in this life. It's, it's, it's the beauty of it too. Yeah. Um, and that's our choice. We could either, uh, you know, abuse our bodies or we could snap out of it and say, Hey, we gotta, you know, we gotta start paying attention to, um, you know, little things and they're all in our self-control. We all have the self-control to potentially to, um, you know, if, if our health and well-being is, is, uh, as, as privileged enough in the situation if, to, you know, to get some exercise and to eat uh, a little healthier. And that's something I have to constantly remind myself. And I'm no, I'm, I mean, I can easily uh, get caught up in my art and, you know, uh, not have the proper nutri- <laughs> nutrition intake. And that affects my, uh, my conscious ability to keep a clear channel totally. and to create this artwork that holds space and emanates, uh, they're like from what I create, look at this painting right here, there's birds, 
There's mm-hmm. cats. Mm-hmm. There's ancestors. There's different tribes. Uh, usually the the snakes, the cats, and the birds. There's three tribes. There's there's stories within that that come to me through the paintings. I'm putting the information on these canvases, and then with the help of others who see the artwork, I'm able to understand the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes it comes to me as I'm painting, but sometimes I'm having a conversation and you know someone else's perspective will help me to understand what I just created or what I put onto a canvas. Yeah, that's always interesting when that happens. Mm-hmm. That's such a when, cool part. Of, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. well, just when someone can come up to your painting while you're live painting and tell you more about it than you could ever really mm-hmm. put yeah. into words. Exactly. Especially if you're just starting from scratch with no like idea, mm-hmm. no uh, set out mm-hmm. goal beforehand, but then it evolves into this thing and someone comes up and they're like, oh, well, this is obvious that this is the <laughs> yeah. archetype of the mother or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and just like can really shine a light on it. Sometimes I feel like we need different perspectives to see the same object because if you think about an object it has all these dimensions mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know even a even a video camera that technically records everything without any memory loss mm-hmm. can only see basically from one angle yeah, and this exactly. object being our reality it takes multiple perspectives and i was yeah. having this conversation with uh with emily the funky priestess the other day and you know just um yeah, it's really interesting and in how it takes um, multiple perspectives. And we can't really understand the truth, all, the whole f- picture in, in full and all these, you know, different perspectives on the truth. It's really interesting. Um, you know, something that you're just, while you're talking, it it brought up really why I do what I do. And it comes down to when I'm live painting or when I'm painting in a street or in an alley and there's a passerby or somebody at a festival that comes up to the painting and they're receiving the medicine and they're receiving the the energy that is that I infused into the artwork, which is plant medicine, whether it be from cannabis, ayahuasca, uh, mimosa, you know, various ethnogens uh, to cactus, you know, those all have messages and I don't think everybody's ready to necessarily ingest those. You know, Mm -hmm. they have very busy lives as well as I do, you know, and, um, and I left out mushrooms, you know, I can't (laughs) can't forget those, but, um, I won't forget. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, they can't leave them out, you know, and I think it's a really important, um, topic is these plant medicines that are coming into the mainstream now. Uh, you know, the, the, these ancient traditions and these ancient uh, technologies have been kept in, you know, for instance, ayahuasca in the jungle kept kept safe, mm-hmm. and only until recently it was, uh, you know, it, I, from what I've heard, it was um, spoken like, okay, it's time to start sharing with the Western world, and and from the amount of energy, you know, past the ayahuasca tourism, there is there's still, you know, the the jungle is opening their arms and um, yeah. It's opening up its arms to to healing and to understand the what is at stake if we you know if we keep on um, keep on trudging without you know at this at this pace without without talking about what we're doing we're just you know yeah. the Amazon's at stake here so yeah yeah you need to be more mindful for sure yeah and and it is you know like an artist who's 
I suppose, courageous enough to throw them, throw themselves into that state Mm -hmm. and also cultivate uh, work ethic Mm -hmm. to create artwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then everywhere that you're creating art, everybody's getting a little hit Mm -hmm. of this loving frequency and this energy of paying attention. And it's, and it's interesting at first, I think some of my art, as I was transmuting early on in my journey, you know, I think some artists can relate to that. It's kind of like sludge coming out and it's like, doesn't feel, it doesn't like, you know, and I think early on in the artistic journey, you know, this goes out to all the artists out there listening that might feel like self-doubt and, and, you know, we all go through that and it's, oh, it's yeah. this voice, it's this I mean, chatter it's that you have to put on the shelf and, and it's always, it, it'll be there. And then I think it's very tied in with ego and, and the whole element of, um, you know, we, we have to, to say, okay, put that on the shelf, keep, keep pushing past it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to be happy with everything you create. Um, but if you create and keep creating, you're going to learn a whole lot. You know, and exactly. I, I constantly, constantly see John, you know, saying, posting about, you know, just keep creating, keep doodling, find your style. Because mm-hmm. the more you do something, uh, the more of your soul, the it's like a, it's like a conversation with your soul and it starts to, to breathe life into more meaning into your art. You know, I think that's what's beautiful about the artistic journey. It's like, it becomes more intentional every step of the way. And, you know, it's has yeah. to, mm-hmm. otherwise it doesn't become more interesting. It's like, okay, what's, what is happening here? Right. Kind of like with our reality and with our society, it's the humanity is constantly wanting to improve and build and engineer. Um, you know, I think we need to take time and focus to, you know, focus on the feminine side too and the emotional. Yeah. Um, and you know, art is very emotional and it's very logical. Like I heard, you know, you and Abram talking about that. And, um, I think the balance is really important bringing that in totally. both hemispheres you know so yeah just a lot of communication <laughs> with both those concepts uh like building a bridge between taking care of yourself and also progressing mm-hmm. i mean you can draw so many analogs from you know what we need to do as a society to you as a person to you know your artwork yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean art is such a great teacher you know it's like the more you do it the more the feminine and masculine sides of yourself come into harmony yeah and start talking i think that like kind of just the constant exploration of creativity is like it does something to you to balance out your perspective of yourself in the world mm-hmm. and that's the greatest gift you can offer the world is to realize your own self you know because then we're all members of this community and the more people can turn themselves on and not be scared that, you know, you might be like a very heterosexual manly male mm-hmm. with a lot of feminine traits. Yeah. That's how I feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm not like, yeah. and it takes time too. Like as yeah. you get older, you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to be scared of being sensitive. Right. It's yeah. a great strength to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think something like the art path kind of, helps validate those aspects of yourself. So you're not mm. scared of them. You have, you have a vehicle for communicating that stuff and other people resonate with it. Mm. And then you can sit in that space and connection and love. Mm. You know, I was reflecting on that earlier today in a sense of uh, being in school and public school, even as a child, you know, all the psychological elements, all the, all the things these, these individual children are all learning at, at their homes 
And then they have the psychological understanding of how things should be. And then that's all being imposed in kind of a chaotic manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of kids go into a shell state kind of, and probably until they're, you know, in their thirties, I, f- I feel like maybe if they're, if they're lucky earlier, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just speaking for myself here. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, totally. Well, that kind of like you were talking about, you know, growing up, um, like just now, just like being a kid and having all these things imposed on you. Mm-hmm. To me that like if you trace all the things that are being imposed back, like you can't really find a root cause necessarily. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with like, uh, like I've been meditating a lot lately and mm-hmm. you can't really find a, a little person back there mm-hmm. watching everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, a process of being aware mm. and watching. So I think, you know, in my experience, at least that art has taught me a lot about that mm-hmm. and just like not imposing hmm. too much, you know, just being open right, to what yeah. occurs and yeah. surrendering to the, the flow of the universe. If you of, will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. another way to say it for yeah. sure. And that, that, that ties back in with ego and into the surrender into the process and not wanting to manipulate and control. I think that has a very heavy tie in with the, the male and, and female balance. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, as I clean my house and I organize my house and I hang paintings, it requires a certain amount of like uh, spatial logistics and then a certain amount of like uh, feng shui, emotional, you know? So, and without the one, without the other, yeah, yeah it's thrust into chaos yeah, yeah. yeah. you or, can't or, have one without the other basically too mu- yeah too yeah. much order or too much chaos yeah you know i take appreciation in this in this reality in this realm for the opposites and you know for a while i was wanting to just be like oh you know suppress my my the shadows and 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 um that came up heavy in in ayahuasca um it was actually interesting in one ceremony I combined I was in the dark and I had felt the, the need to um, I felt the calling to combine the, the black tourmaline and the the uh, the quartz I had and I, I was pressing them into my hand and I wanted to combine the forces um, and it was just like this this heat I could feel it it was just and I, I you know felt felt as though it was, it was about to form and mold into one but um, you know, after that experience, um, I learned how how much beauty there is in the opposite, in the balance, in the in mm-hmm. the interplay between the two. Correct. Yeah. 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 Talk about uh, your trip down to Peru more, if you want to. Yeah, Peru was Peru was interesting. Uh, so I had so I'd kind of gotten out of a relationship and then it left me in a, an emotional spot where m- my heart was really asking a lot of questions and it was hard to create art for a while. Um, and that led me to the, ca- the combo frog. Um, and, and a friend helped to administer that. And from that experience, uh, that turned me on to, uh, going down to do a workshop with Louis Tamani. Nice. Uh, down in Peru, in the in outside of Iquitos, and that was in nine ceremonies over the course of two weeks. 
Damn. Wow, you went deep. Yeah, huh? it was a deep deep one. Um you know, and and shouts to all the people that are doing work and you know, don't feel like the need to try to jump in and do the work, uh, you know, ease into it, let it come when it needs to. Um, right. It's it for me it was a it was a very it wasn't it was a very beautiful experience but it wasn't all fluff and sparkles and oh yeah it was a very heavy um slap in the face and mm. a confrontation of everything and and purging and holding serious space i mean it was just you had i had to be on my on my on it all the time clearing mm. chakras clearing space Palo Santo, like as these energies came up, as I was uh, addressing uh, psychological components, programming from growing up to stuff I experienced in my adulthood, you know, it's uh, processing all of that, purging it, clearing space. Yeah, it was a heavy learning experience. <laughs> I'm super grateful for the jungle and the shamans and the people that hold space on a consistent daily basis uh since you know for they've been doing it for a very long time yeah uh, i went to the tribe that was holding space it was there were uh, shipibo shamans so it you know it felt um it was a very ancient energy that they were holding uh in this knowledge and I'm super grateful to have partake partaken in that medicine. Um, yeah, to, to experience the whole jungle singing in unison. It's, it was, I mean, from the cicadas it's to the, the leaves, it was just like one symbiotic mother that was there. And, you know, I think that's really important in the, in the conversation of ayahuasca, you know, is, you know, are the Icaros being sung? And, you know, I hear about ceremonies and I'm all about the medicine spreading as it needs to spread. Right. Uh, I think there needs to be an important dialogue of these ancient traditions that have been held for many thousands of years. And, you know, we don't want to just change that all up and in right. one go, you know, we mm -hmm. want to translate uh, that knowledge in that that goes into our play in this culture in Denver. We are translating uh, this this culture. We are laying down uh, information and and being in in the visionary. It really is about creating new waves, new ripples. In a sense, um, you know, everything is this artistic energy that's constantly. Um, uh, evolving, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I find it interesting what is happening out here, you know, like a bunch of kids from cities or suburbs all over the place. And then, you know, psychedelics being integrated in the, into the culture. And there was like this suppressed creativity. Mm. It seems like in our culture and all of a sudden it's like, there's this relentless energy that was just waiting to get out and now it's starting to explode yeah it's like well, this whole new tradition that's arising or something you know right well you can't push a beach ball down underwater for long before it wants to <laughs> shoot way back up into the <laughs> yeah. sky mm -hmm. yeah um mm -hmm. so 
do you, would you do you have any advice for anyone who is thinking about taking ayahuasca or any mm. just maybe any general psychedelic uh advice yeah okay <clears throat> um for me it was important from my personal experience it was important that i was in the jungle uh and very immersed in the energy of the madre i felt like it was like her being was so heavy down there her presence uh the the richness of this earth was so alive and so wild there in other words that the medicine was able to um live and and be most fully alive you know having not done ayahuasca stateside i don't have that perspective on how it was different mm. but you know i i'd say you know do your research don't jump into it um and do your research in a sense like find out what other people's testimonials find out where your what what tribes you know are uh are serving these what relationship um or do, does the does this person serving um you know have to the medicine or the tribes where does it come from you know etc um you know i think there's a certain hierarchy in psychedelics as well you know don't just like oh i you know, I just smoked cannabis. Now I'm going to go, just, you know, there is a certain uh, expansion of the mind of this awareness of this, uh, so to speak, um, sphere or whatever we see it as. And once we keep expanding this, uh, you know, it can't, it can't retract to its original right. form. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, take it slow, take that expansion mm -hmm. slow. You know, there's others in the community that are here to help you and i think is that conversation it's not it's not just uh you know black market irawid days when we we're in high school right. looking up these uh concoctions it's more mm -hmm. of like a an awareness in wanting us to heal and not make the mistakes that some of us make on the psychedelic path with just out of lack of information of not having uh you know safe spaces to to explore and to tr to try to heal ourselves is the you know i think a lot of uh experimentation with any substance or ethnogen comes from uh a lot of it comes from trauma you know mm -hmm. and, and us wanting to to experience the world and try to try to alter and heal ourselves and to alter our experience and heal ourselves and then as we as I came into a relationship with certain ethnogens and the mushroom and, and things like that, it, um, it became a relationship with my higher self, with my past self mm -hmm. and teaching me how to live right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm still getting schooled all the time. <laughs> yeah. <And it's, laughs> never ends. Yeah. Like, Layer, of layers life. of the onion, yeah. you know? Yeah. As soon as you get, think you figure one thing out, oh, yeah. something else bubbles up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. It's, it's so beautiful to, to just be like, oh man, I think I understand a little bit. And like, oh wow. <laughs> I thought I understood. I thought I understood. But right when I think I understand something, it's, it usually shifts and it's like, well, here's, a different way and a different perspective to look you know at, at a similar you know a plane just take a different take a different approach mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. And that's what's fun about art is like, hey, you get you get caught up stagnant with one uh, medium, you know, try a different medium. Try, uh, you know, picking up a paint pen or uh, a spray can, adding some spritzes, you know, what what do you jive with? Do you, you have, uh, uh, are you drawn to stencils? Are you drawn to uh, brushes? For me, what really does it is, well, spray cans do it, uh, but the brushes, when it's just the feeling of pulling uh, uh, blends through, and I've been stuck on that since I took my first painting class um, when I was in school uh, at Fort Lewis. I, time stopped. And I said, man, there's something to this. I was, yeah. it was after class. I was constantly in that studio. I pretty much lived there. Um, but I had one experience where time stopped and I was like, all right, what just happened? <laughs> and I think I need to pursue this. And, you know, for the next five years, it was, you know, talking to the family. No, this is serious. I'm, this is, and they're like, are you sure? Like you're, you'd be much more comfortable with a nine to five, you know, yeah, things yeah. like this. But this is the path of an artist too. It's, it's this calling to, to, um, to be here, to space hold, to digest, to create. It's it feels so important, mm-hmm. and and if you're not in that feeling, that shared feeling of how important it is, it's it doesn't make sense. Right. It feels like. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lola. Shouts. Shouts, Lola. Lola. (laughs) Should we take a break? No, 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 no. We can keep going. Yeah, no break. People like dogs, I think. It's it's obvious. You guys like dogs out there? (laughs) That's what up. Yeah, that's what's up. (laughs) Lola. (laughs) Lola, come here. She's a sweetheart. In case you're wondering what she looks like, she is mid size, 75 pounds, I think, about. Uh, Pointy ears white rescue dog from Gallup, New Mexico. <laughs> nice. Um, Been with me six years. To get back to what we were just talking about. Um, I'd really love to just talk about my dog for the rest of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's okay. Art's cool, but you got to check out this <laughs> dog. You heard right? about dogs, guys? They're <laughs> I, Okay, so I taught my dog to paint, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the importance of being an artist, right? Uh and the importance of like finding new ways to live and be in this world that aren't prescribed necessarily by society. And Mm. Mm -hmm. so do you think that, uh, a part of an artist's journey or I guess it differs for, for each individual, but like is a part of an artist's journey to break the mold of, of what they've been conditioned to absolutely of course say is safe that's that's what it is right i mean that's obviously a softball (laughs) toss-up that's where we why we end up in these in these interesting places even the meetup the other night we were live painting and it seems like we're all kind of spreading to these little nooks and it's like oh you know you're up in the mountains you're up in just north of denver you're south of denver you're you know all these different areas these different pockets spreading the weirdness to help the weirdness adapt and be like, oh wait, that's not that weird. It's, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And expression is cool. And it's fun, you know, it's fun to express yourself. Let's all let's all do that. Yeah. Know? And I, I think as as like this whole like technological thing progresses, people are gonna need to find at least an outlet for themselves mm-hmm. uh, for how to be in the world or for something to do even mm-hmm. once their jobs 
mm-hmm. get taken mm-hmm. because Whoa, yeah. that, that's com- I mean that's coming right yeah like, it's interesting well it's I see these all these games on the on the iPads these days and little kids are playing them you know it's like move this object to this object it's only a matter of time before the the same uh, you know uh, same requirement is needed to just man a whole factory where someone might just be like okay moving certain things on an iPad mm-hmm. right. you know it's it's it seems really efficient yeah but what is it going to do um for creativity yeah, yeah. for your spirit or but you know like brings a topic is. in music it's like you know what happens when when robots are making music you know is that is that still art you know yeah. what if you create art that creates art mm-hmm. so if you see you know who pat Metheny is mm, he's like a kind of fusion familiar. jazz guitarist okay it People should look this up, but there's a video of uh, Pat Metheny like playing with a complete like robot orchestra, nice. and they have it to where it's it's not on like a MIDI or anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's literal like you know mallets hitting keys, and he's programmed it all, and it's pretty <laughs> epic and really funny. It would be like hilarious if it weren't so amazingly good. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, it's but even like I digress. You know, even if machines can make art, you could still make art, right? Because yeah. like we have machines that can drive us places, but we still choose to ride a bicycle. I'm down to have like, the conversation grow bigger. It's just as long as we're like, hey, this the whole conversation is still cool, and not so we get pigeonholed into just like just a certain type of art is like the highest art form. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, the Egyptians locked into the high art form for 2000 years and it didn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, this is the high art. This but is it. Yeah. It, it was a in looking at it. People get mesmerized and it brings us to a place for myself. It's like, wow, this is ancient. Where, where did this come from? Brings but up these questions. Too, right? It's timeless. Yeah. And the artist's ego wasn't infused into it either. People weren't mm-hmm. signing like, right. They weren't throwing their steez on it. They were yeah. diving and melting into this timeless lineage mm-hmm. of art. Yeah. It's well, so interesting. Cause I, it's, it's the fire. It's uh, like in Israel. It's, it's where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm really curious to follow that smoke and mm-hmm. to understand more about what, you know, why are there so much energy that's mm-hmm. being spent to cover things or to rearrange our understanding of what happened. Uh, there must be something important there. Yeah, exactly. So do you, so do you follow Graham Hancock? Mm-hmm. Um, it, what do you think of his notion that, the Amazon is possibly a constructed garden of sorts. Uh, well, what do you take of that? Yeah, I don't, I don't see that being so irrelevant. You know, I had right. a, I had a re- revelation once that this could very well be, uh, you know, a, a, a digital matrix, mm-hmm. you know, and for a while I got a little bit, um, I almost got offended when I first had after my experience where I had a, a supposed glitch where things glitched out on the external level, mm-hmm. uh, I was really focused in on the stage at an event and all of a sudden things just kind of glitched. It was just a, a clear spread fracture and, uh, and I associated it with, um, you know, at the same time in an internal one. Cause as that's happening, my mind's trying to understand 
what? This is potentially a digital environment that just fragmented and I noticed it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, in my mind was trying to hang on like, oh shit, you know, like that. Like it's scary. uh, I'm in a digital realm. And then I was like having these, uh, then my whole ego was out of, out of whack right after that and right after i said oh man i will never be at the top or the bottom i'm just in the middle of this totem i'm never going to be at the top necessarily or at the bottom necessarily it's just like there's always going to be those better Mm -hmm. at what i'm trying to pursue Mm -hmm. and then everything just clicked into place and i was just back and i was like oh (laughs) um but after that I, you know, started to play around with this understanding that potentially this is a digital, uh, you know, matrix. Mm-hmm. And for a while I was like, man, I, I took offense. Like maybe, you know, is this mean it's not divine? But then I, uh, as time went on, I had more understanding, like potentially very divine matrix. That's the most efficient way to store conscious creation if this was if this pair if this universe if this reality had parallel universes infinite ones mm-hmm. stacked and say you were just sitting uh in a different seat or you had your luqua in a different hand you know um in a different reality just barely off in a digital environment it would be the most effective way to uh collect all that the possibility the quantum possibilities of what happened in the store and to play all those out to play it all out and to understand ourselves in the fullest sense of who we are and you know to go back to the conversation of us uh realizing ourselves and experiencing ourselves as different people and it's it's so bizarre (laughs) it's it's supremely but, bizarre and we're not that alone uh, yeah we're not that uh divided but if we uh you know it's really easy to be on the other side of the fence and just be like oh it's me against the world here it's the ego uh against it's me against the world rather than oh wait i'm i'm experiencing myself and i should treat someone else like i want to be treated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know that's that's it <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever have you heard of the concept pronoia? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like paranoia is, you know, the feeling that the world is conspiring against you and then pronoia is the idea that everything is conspiring towards oh, yeah. goodness mm, towards you. Interesting. I like that. That's yeah, cool. there's a whole book about it. Rob Bresny, I think is the guy's name who wrote it. It's <laughs> called uh Pronoia. Mm. And uh yeah, it's it's kind of like um Robert Anton Wilson's idea of uh, imagine that there is a conspiracy going on in the world, but mm-hmm. it's you and your 10 best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that gets into like reality tunnels and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, consciousness is interesting, right? <laughs> you and your 10 best friends. That's like the super friends in South Park, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you yeah. know, like sometimes I think of just, you know, take our gigantic group of fun art creating homies. Yeah. And you know, and then other people you might, which could be you too. Exactly. It doesn't exclude. It's not exclusive. By the way, listener, this is, (laughs) you're in the band. Yeah. And like you guys are part of it too, right? Like even the ones listening and we're all part of the secret society. Just because we have to live in the same town or we like have to be in the same room right now. We're all in this like 
this team. Yeah. And I was having this con- this conversation with you the other night. Uh, I think I brought you into that part of it. It's like, I mean, it's really easy to get caught up even when you're live painting to understand that telepathic and to digest it and be like, oh, ride that ego wave. Like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm, that's about making bad marks for me. Yeah. yeah. And rather than riding the wave, like, oh man, I'm with my homies and there's a lot of my friends here and the the crowd is responsive. They're receiving the medicine. And it's like, this is a team. This is a worldwide wave that's happening. Mm-hmm. If we, if we tune into it, it's yeah. consciousness that's like barreling waves, like tsunamis right now. Mm-hmm. And it's building and it's got the force of the Amazon behind it. Mm-hmm. The garden. It, that's interesting. Yeah. To bring it back to that. It's uh that's a new, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like this funny flip you can do, right? Like if you're in a paranoid state and you see everything is separate, mm-hmm. you would be paranoid and be like the Illuminati or like yeah. the overlords, they're mm-hmm. controlling us. Or if you sure. flip into like a pronoia state, you're like, mm-hmm. wait, no, we're the Illuminati. We're the ones that are awake and open and sharing. Or, or and even getting back to the whole digital thing. Like if we are in a digital construct, maybe it's for the best. Uh-huh. I don't know. You know, like you can take it to that level too. Yeah. If like it is what it is, man. Right. It's Cause like, like, like not giving into fear, I think is, is a thing that you have to train yourself to do a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. And like live painting, even sometimes uh-huh. people crowd around like uh-huh. on Thursday, it was crowded, man. It was real crowded. Yeah. So, but like you can either give in to like this, like, Oh, my uh-huh. bubble is being, bubbled upon (laughs) with psychic energy of very strong psychotropics yeah yeah Yeah, or or you can take the stance of like okay I'm gonna relax into this next brush stroke transmute in real time and just and focus on just the experience I'm having not Mm. labeling it one thing not Mm. labeling it another Mm. and observe and yeah maybe you're just maybe in that regard, you are transmuting a lot of uh, strange energies coming at you. Sure. Totally. And the observation yeah. is really critical, you know, emptying the vessel and then being like, wow, okay, it's empty now. What comes in? This is not necessarily my thoughts. Mm-hmm. This could be outside stimuli. Well, but, and, and do we have even control over the next thought we're going to think? Mm. Hmm. Maybe, that gets down maybe, to like yeah. some free will determinism things. It's like maybe you have, maybe you have free will to attach to a thought or not. Or like, and yeah, so, I think you have willpower, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that any sort of. Yeah. I think the ego I, is what attaches. It's like, oh, is that offensive? Yeah. Did, it def- yeah. did it affect it, me? It labels. Mm-hmm. It labels. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So Instead curious, of just like, like experiencing and being aware. In the labeling, you know some talk about that as a survival like coming into the world and understanding and we we label and to to more easily identify and to mm-hmm. process uh visual information yeah and it's not like it's a useless tool but yeah. it it catches us it bites us in the ass though once we yeah, grow up mm-hmm. yeah. and especially as we become more in tune with who we are as live painters it you know it you just described it so well because after you do it for you know four or five years you have you have seen some stuff whether yeah. it be at festivals or at the local venue you know you've dealt with some energy or if, if you're painting a wall in some alley with some you know some uh, drug abuse you know going on right there yeah um yeah and this brings 
it also back to when you're talking about fear, fear and love. Mm -hmm. And that's really the most important part of my art is emanating love. Mm -hmm. Because right now we need all of that we can to counterbalance a lot of the fear, all this fear that's... That tip, is tipping the scales. Yeah, we got to we got to go full force with mm-hmm. the love right now, and I've heard it described. You know, yeah. uh, the everybody ba- wants it. Yeah, it's like the balance of yeah. good and evil is always teetering between fifty-one and forty-nine percent, and it mm-hmm. starts with you. And if you choose to turn and in, tune into love, mm-hmm. you knock the world in the favor of love. Uh-huh. Each individual bears that responsibility so go vote yeah <laughs> so, that is shots. the vote so, That's I'm the curious. love yourself yeah <laughs> so you guys are talking like i'm curious you're talking about this idyllic state you know of being live painting being open not being in your ego and in that creative flow but like what kind of fear are you guys dealing with these days how does it pop up um fear so i had an experience you know i don't I don't. I haven't talked about my experiences in, with ayahuasca a ton, because mm-hmm. um, once you talk about them, you. But maybe it, they're meant to be talked about right now. Um, on my third ceremony, I had a very scary situation where, um, you know, I thought time ceased to exist. I thought I died. I thought I went insane, in the jungle. You know, I thought, and it was scary. You know, I Lost thought I was it. like, I'm on the other side of the the planet, and. I lost it, you know? Yeah. And my heart space was taken away. She rebooted me. Um, a couple of days later, she gave it back. Uh, <laughs> and I was meditating in, uh, in my, in my tombow. And I, I had never experienced this before, but I shot out to the sun and I was on the sun and I felt this being behind me. And, but it was, it was me. It, hmm. And then right when I realized that I shot back down and I had my heart and it was in full, just, boom and i was so grateful and and i started yelling bok 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 to the combo frogs who had been communicating with me for days and they were like back 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 <laughs> you know you got it back it's back back back, back. back. and they are the heart medicine they're the they're regarded as the shamans these doctors of the amazon these little t- these little uh, frogs yeah. they're not actually very little um, <laughs> beautiful beautiful creatures um, holding space and all these animals and and plants that are conscious and holding space for us beautifully Mm -hmm. you know they're not aggressive yeah Uh, well i mean it's it's a little bit of a slap in the face it was um (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't gentle i I, I put it that way um you know she definitely rocked my world and what felt like at the time very seemingly aggressive but now having integrated that you know that's just the start of the journey with the medicine right you know you don't receive all the healing right then and there right Mm -hmm. um but with that experience that that i held that reverberation of that for a, a while and that affected me um but it was also important for me to to understand it was almost like the 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 madre the jungle she was telling me this is the pain i'm going through Mm. this is the pain the world's going through right now right this is the psychosis that man is putting the world under experience this for for this right now and yeah (laughs) so how's that changed your behavior since then oh it has 
it has made me much more compassionate to mental health, mm. um, to those that might not have, you know, they might just have a little chemical imbalance. Right. And therefore their whole life is like, you know, and they might be living on the streets. Right. And, and I think more compassion is needed in our society uh, for mental health. Absolutely. And I think if we can bring plants, uh, nature, you know, and I'm so grateful to live in Colorado, uh, to be able to drive 30 minutes and be in nature. It's yeah. immersed in beauty. Amazing. Like that is the medicine, mm-hmm. you know, and they talk about ayahuasca, the medicine. Ayahuasca breaks down the firewall and I think it enables the medicine to, for you to receive the medicine. From my understanding, the real medicine is in the Icaros, which are saying, mm-hmm. which the shamans learn from the the plants themselves. So these vibrations that are um, that are vocalized are the healing, and that goes back to sound and words so, and words. Yeah, and, you know, and the medicine, uh, it is medicine, but it, it it's it's so many parts of it. You know, uh-huh. it take it needs the shaman. To facilitate the medicine, it needs the songs, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. in that that situation, you know. And, and no judgment to uh, how the medicine's being administered and received out there. You know, I think it needs to adapt accordingly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I see psychedelics, and you know, they're they have so much tremendous potential for healing but it's a tool you know it's like a hammer they can easily be abused yeah a master craftsman can build an amazing house that's your home Mm -hmm. and you fill it with love Mm -hmm. or somebody could take that hammer and bash somebody's brains in Mm. you know and building that house on like what is a understanding of your reality and you know if you have for me you know psychedelics uh i thought i was building this house and mm. then I went down in the jungle and she was like, all right, shatter, reboot. Yeah. Here's your heart back. Mm-hmm. Here's your foundation. Here's your understanding where you are in this world. Now you can start building. Yeah. Got to have that foundation. Yeah. Son. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think psych- psychedelics will crumble like whatever false beliefs or ontology you have about the world mm-hmm. uh, in general. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, you can't be <laughs> doing it like how they do it in, in like ward and building just like things that aren't up to code. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no offense to anyone in ward and shouts to that place. Cause it's great. But, <laughs> uh, but you need to have like your, your solid foundation so that you can build something that's so I'm not up to code. I'm not familiar with what, what's going on word, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of, <laughs> from talk? my understanding, yeah. uh, ward is a place where it's, it, there's not much uh, free for all. Yeah, it's kind of like the Wild West. Slightly anarchic. Yeah, slightly anarchic. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a funky spot. You know, I I appreciate places like that. (laughs) Pockets within. Yeah, I mean, freedom is huge. In the yeah, I think that's what this this country is really founded on. And you know, so hey, I'm all about it. If we can if we can coexist, let's do it. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just trying to make a metaphor there out of not building your uh, structure of reality 
up to code necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is your is your reality up to code, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you should just have like but, an enforcement thing at Red Rocks and just be like walking around and you're like, is this up to code? <laughs> is your building up to code? <laughs> I just walk yeah. around a festival just inspecting tents and be like, this isn't up to code. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're going to have to give you some gifts and it's like, just bless them with like some crystals and <laughs> some prints. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, you know how we're we're coming out of winter and you're feeling this new energy come in at these beautiful sunny days. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it stimulate any particular excitement in you or do you feel like you switch gears as the seasons change or anything? Oh yeah. You know, I've been trying to understand the yin and the yang now more within myself and you know, just even this house, it's, it's a smaller, cozier space mm-hmm. and, and when the warmer months I can create outside, I can create in the backyard Yeah, and it feels very open but in the winter, it's like, okay, confined to the space, really get organized and, you know, maybe get more into the digital realm too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, winter time this past year has been a huge learning curve in, in trying to uh, move more of my work towards canvases and it just kind of stabilize my level of income because it, it'll hit you hard if you're doing murals and all of a sudden winter comes and you're like, where does... You yeah, know, you ain't got shit going on. Yeah, and and, and, and cr- keeping this creative fire stoked, mm-hmm. that is not easy to do. <clears throat> and no. you want to keep it authentic. Yeah. You know, because once you're creating clean antenna, authentic artwork from the heart, creating stuff that's not authentic is just... it Silly. It doesn't feel <laughs> good. And it's... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, stop what I'm doing. Let's get you know, trying to figure this out and we can create again. So. And, and how do you balance, you know, you know, we've espoused the joys of creating art, um, you know, at a live event or being out in public on a wall. How do you balance that with doing, you know, solo work in the studio, more solitary type of stuff? They feed off of each other. Uh, spray paint teaches me a lot about, certain elements and then the graphic design will teach me about elements and you know it's it's so interesting how you're like oh man i wouldn't have learned those things about something else but graffiti in general you know hip-hop it brings it down to the to the ones and the zeros Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what i learned from graffiti i think just from the art form itself from line value to color theory to shape to movement you know mathematics uh, t- there's so many elements that you can learn about aesthetic uh, from. And so I'm super grateful for that, uh, that art form being uh, accessible to everybody and it's not exclusive, you know? And I think that's kind of responsibility that we have also in the visionary art world is to kind of break down the walls of exclusivity mm-hmm. and to say, Hey, you're all invited. Cause we don't want to make, uh, you know, others feel like they're not important in this conversation. Yeah. They're all very important. Please jump in. Please yeah. make art. Please do. You know, we're not, there's, there's enough room for everybody to join the conversation. Hell yeah. You know, um, the more, the better. Yeah. We just have to establish a community that we can have this fluid conversation and come together and it'd be like this celebration. And that's, what's happening at these venues and these art openings. Uh, but we need to, we don't need to, but I'd like to see, um, you know, more, 
more conversation on how we can really fine tune that to be like this creative, uh, fine tuned, crystalline, you know, just energetic component of the Denver community and the Front Range community. Because we have something really special here, and we have Red Rocks that's bringing in this antenna. Mm-hmm. It's this amazing place to celebrate. Um, yeah, I'm just super grateful to be here. I miss the ocean. I grew up out in San Diego, uh, for those that don't know, and I've uh, been out in Colorado for 16, 16 years. Haven't spent 10 down in Durango. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you're brand new to the Front Range, it takes about you know, it can take like a year to get acclimated to what's going on here. It's definitely uh, an extraterrestrial conversation uh, <laughs> to a degree too, you know, it's in that conversation isn't that foreign. It is, it is us. It is in, in my opinion, it, it's, um, it's us understanding our, our very weird uh, self that we've been detached from mm-hmm. and to, um, it's a very fun place to be though as we you know we create things from our heart it's very weird you know sometimes i reflect on my art and i'm like wow like okay this is coming out of me you know i'm just gonna keep letting it flow um but had i looked at this what i'd have been creating you know 15 years ago or 10 years ago i'd have been like what (laughs) (laughs) like holy shit okay take the ride yeah take it take the ride (laughs) (laughs) it's cool to to get gradually acclimated to even artwork actually yeah. i redraw don't even buy the ticket the ticket should be free <laughs> yeah just hop and on take the ride just, just hop, hop on. on like yeah. no more buying you're tickets. already on the ride you actually. have you are the ticket you just are the redeem, ride. Your, redeem it you are the <laughs> ticket and you are the ride so and you, you totally are the one enjoying it your thought there no it's good <laughs> i'm also curious you know like we were talking about, you know, like cultivating these loving kind of trans ego transcendent type of states. But then what about, um, you know, being a working artist and like, how do you approach, I don't know, in some ways living off of love, living off of love. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That'd be a really beautiful way to say it. Um, (laughs) yeah. Living off of my, the the love i create it's ooh man once it goes into the world it's almost like you want to like really baby it and make sure it's like in the right space uh, yeah. i think that's really and i'm and i'm surrendering to the flow more and i'm trusting okay they're supposed to go where they need to go um i had a really uh interesting um experience with that once where i had auctioned something off and it was a really nice painting mm-hmm I didn't, you yeah. know, I didn't feel like it had been received quite as well. Um, whereas someone else who had won it would have been like, you know, mm. ecstatic. Yeah. Not to say they weren't. Um, it's just the level of, you know, it's it's you know, maybe if you have a kid, you know, if a newborn baby, everybody's like, oh, look at my beautiful baby. I don't. Know. There's some uh, parallel there too. <laughs> um, but yeah, living well, off of love. Mm. Interesting. It's a, seems like a really heady topic, but so simple at the same time. Um, what about just like grounded ways of how you find like... Yeah, practically. How like, do you... How, how do, do we show work? this thing like, work? Yeah. Oh, practically. How does like... What are the the, the wheels? What's in the... the what's turning here? Mm-hmm. Um, 
well, you got to get your work seen. You got to get it out there. If it's on social, that's great and all. But you literally have to get it to the places where people can physically um, uh, experience it. You know, and in this art journey, it's not about just selling your art. It it also is about selling not not necessarily selling a piece of your soul either, or selling a piece of you, but it is selling you more in a way sharing not a piece of you but it mm-hmm. is selling who you are and what you represent right it's like this and, artifact this reflection of yourself yeah mm-hmm. and it's where was i going with that it's uh it's like you uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> should we break it no, let's keep going, <laughs> no, let's keep going. I like it. <laughs> Dog interrupts. We'll, ed- we'll edit that, but... Uh, no, cool. we'll leave it in. We could ed- edit the other part. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we do it live. Doing it live. That's how life works, you know? Yeah. Sometimes well, you're on a groove and you get off track. Oh, yeah. But sometimes yeah. you mess up a painting and it's, it is happy accidents. Like, go with that flow. Because, mm-hmm. you know, keep experimenting and, like, yeah, it's you'll you'll discover so much awesome stuff in the process. Oh, yeah. How long have you been uh, like spray painting walls? Spray painting walls for I mean spray painting on the surface of walls, um, maybe eight to ten years now. Um, eight, actually seven to eight. Um, You're a fucking killer, by the way. Oh, thank you. So yeah, formerly you know. in Denver for five years now. Uh, put my first mural up in 2015, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a love story with the can, but then that brought up like health issues with spray mm-hmm. paint that I had to like take a like a kind of a year off. Yeah, and I want to get back out there, but I had to. Yeah, I mean, five six years of even wearing a mask, but like there'll be an indoor job, low ventilation. It's getting in your eyes or getting in your fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, protect yourself. Whatever solvents you're using, if you're using oil paints, like. You know, and I'm not, I'm not the best one to say it. I've I've abused my, my body in the process, unfortunately. But I learned as a result, and now I'm much more aware of of, of the paint fumes. They affect me a lot heavier, mm-hmm. um, and to solvents in general. I'm actually really sensitive to to chemicals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, spray paint's amazing. It it can get things done large area very quickly. And, you know, kind of just go into that process a little bit. I think it's really worthwhile to just, um, you know, take it from sketch to, uh, you know, identifying your wall space. I I heard you and, you know, Alio talking about how to, like, you know, uh, procure a wall and things like that. And that's all really good information. Uh, But taking taking that image to the wall, you know, some artists might use a projector and all that. And that's that's fine. Um, but it'll really actually test your abilities if you don't. It'll your brain is going to be working a lot. Uh, it'll 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 learn. You know, mm, it'll, yeah, it's it's amazing how quick it learns those things. Yeah. So you know, I encourage to don't necessarily rely on crutches. Not to say that you don't have you don't you're not allowed to use them. I I personally don't um, uh, use a projector, but you know it's everybody has their own process and i i really i'm drawn to the raw process of, of spray paint and graffiti and the raw nature of it i mean the art form itself is is uh 
it's very egotistical in nature and it's also um it's raw in a sense of it's just creating to create and it's also mm -hmm. creating to put your name and say i was here mm -hmm. um, and that opens up the whole psychological element of why we create mm -hmm. um what is it do are we here to as to leave artifacts for ourselves and you know <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah. leaving artifacts for our future selves yeah mm -hmm. however that might come about yeah there might you know there might be a little baby pharaoh walking the streets somewhere that hasn't realized his potential yet and he looks at it he's like hey i want to oh, make that kind of shit you i know, can do and that that brings up uh kind of the path with that identity i want to i want to bring that up i'm sure a lot of people are curious but um you know walking into the into the abyss of our, our collective conscious and and associating and trying to understand different archetypal energies and in, in the ancient energy and um an experienced lifetime that I feel connected to in, in a very ancient past life uh, in Egypt, um, as well as many other lifetimes around the world. But it doesn't necessarily reflect mine anymore. It's I feel it's a I associate it with our collective experience. Right. And so when I I don't necessarily identify, and it's not me saying like I am like, you know top echelon, putting myself above anybody else. I think everybody is this king and this queen mm -hmm. and, and i think that's really important to to mention is we're all on we're all on level playing field mm -hmm. you know whether some people don't like to see it or not you know some to to a degree i mean th sure that can be argued <laughs> ripped apart but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, more yeah. pointing towards like for just this collective community we're yeah. all brothers and sisters yeah uh, even we're all royal yeah. we're all divine yeah. lola you too <laughs> you too and even if like even if you achieve some certain skill level that you might perceive to be greater than somebody else's you're no greater of a being than that other person mm -hmm. you're still yeah staying humble and nice and open encouraging each well, other we all we all there. have the ability to take better or lesser care of ourselves and mm. from that ground we're we we are all equal mm -hmm. and depending on you know circumstances you were born into whether it's socioeconomic or genetic or whatever mm -hmm. you still have the ability to care mm -hmm. you still have the ability to make things better what if at the point we're like cyber we're like half cyborgs where where our our, our hearts are being uh, impeded on a local Harley. <laughs> Perfect as Shots. this motorcycle drives by. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that motorcycle just... <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about uh, becoming a cyborg, and we oh, hear this yeah. big <laughs> diesel engine roaring around. Does that oh, affect our cool. emotional... Our processes, you know, and synthetics versus uh, natural ethnogens, how that affects our, our collective community, you know. And uh, it was really interesting to hear Seth. <laughs> you, know, you guys talk about that with Seth and how that affected the Oakland scene and very, very much based on what people were consuming and, and mm -hmm. affects the, the Their vibe. Frequ the frequency yeah. you're resonating at and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because you know how we are becoming like cyborgs too. You know, our phones are yeah. they're not attached to us, but we're cyborgs at this point. Like our phone is an extension of us. And mm-hmm. I think in some ways, you know, like there's dangers to it, but sure. also it's this amazing vehicle for connection to it. And maybe it's just how we relate to anything and use anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like what is organic and what is synthetic right because because we are made of the earth Mm -hmm. and then we're making things that are made of materials of the earth and if there's a supposed conversation of uh or not supposed but the conversation of in a digital environment then the organic is therefore you know ones and zeros anyhow Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all connected right (laughs) and i suppose it's up to us you know to maybe tune into our heart and choose the path of love with what whatever emerges too it feels the best for me you know i want to to lean into the heart space whenever i can um yeah it's it's our medicine it's like a vessel of medicine that if we learn how to like start pouring it into our own bodies into and other situations and interactions Mm -hmm. we could start yeah really healing ourselves in the world yeah yeah, we all do our our best, but it can be tough sometimes, man. It, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's I tough f- to tend that heart garden. Yeah, I know, like, personally, I get overwhelmed a lot, you know, just dealing with, like, social media messages and posting and emails and all that. It can, if you're not careful or paying attention, it can turn your heart off quick. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're just in this anxious mind, in a squirrely, like, survival mode really survival mode yeah Yeah. that brings up creating uh you know creating to to sell as opposed to creating just to create and and it's really easy to as a living working artist Mm -hmm. to get caught up in that and be like oh this is selling so therefore oh maybe i'll just make prints and then of that and then float on that Mm -hmm. i'm not satisfied with that but at the same time prints are very essential in bridging the gap in affordability and making the art accessible exactly rather than pull down the value of originals that try to to fill that gap which which crushes our our careers and our mm-hmm. i mean it's not easy to it's not cheap to live in in mm-hmm. this day of age and you know art the struggling artist it is real um but it's also we empower ourselves and and you can do it um, yeah, it, you it can, isn't you can easy. Fucking do it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, it takes a a lot of of balance and um, man, I mean, I I procrastinate a lot too. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, it's like almost like scheduled procrastination. Yeah, it's like organized procrastination. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there, it, that can so, be a healthy thing in a way. Yeah, I've always thrived off of it in mm-hmm. school, because um, I like tension. to play and just do all the stuff, and then like go into game mode and just knock it out and think mm-hmm. I was the shit and figure it. And but now it's more of like, um, yeah, I don't actually. I don't necessarily like procrastination with my paintings in the past year by any means. It's been more creating intentional space mm-hmm. um, and breathing that into it. Um, but yeah, there's always that that part of me and 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 uh, yeah, my past and and who I and was and that <laughs> procrastinations can be a useful tool sometimes, but. Um, 
potentially detrimental too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like at least I've experienced, you know, like oh, yeah. sometimes if you have a, a project coming up for hanging galleries and stuff like that to actually creating the work, mm-hmm. no, but yeah. to be like, okay. Yeah. To, to hanging shows yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like get to it, throw all your energy at it and, and make it happen. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, like, I think that, you know, it's like, I think procrastination can be good in a sense of just taking a step away from your work because it's going to be in your subconscious kind of right. nagging at you, but you're going to like pull new connections. Like if you're doing other shit, you might absorb like this color, or like that shape or this thing that person said as you're building this tension. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you go to do that piece that maybe you could have started two days ago, right? but you waited a couple of days and now you've downloaded this, Mm. more information and made more connections so then it pours out of you in this you're keeping the time loop open on that painting a little longer yeah uh, which i actually have been doing for a while now with a body of maybe 30 paintings i feel like is they keep resurfacing and as i improve different techniques and i i'm like well i gotta go back on this painting and 30 paintings damn yeah i mean even these ones still need to be these are being worked on as we speak (laughs) right on and that one's four years old uh ah. totem right there and that is it's looked in my opinion it's been in a more prime state than it is now huh. it's in a flux mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know sometimes paintings need to do that sometimes you need to like well for myself i work on a lot you know and i and i hear omeka talking about the same thing you know like working on a lot at the same time it allows you to like you know bounce around yeah and, right uh, so none of them get stale or yeah certain ones will call your attention and, mm-hmm. and bringing back those new techniques to old stuff and old mm. uh downloads mm-hmm. and like even that painting the other night i was painting on was like th- two years old but to add the new consciousness new dimension new pieces to that puzzle in my understanding mm-hmm. and as we create paintings it's like we paint and fill in missing pieces of ourselves yeah Mm. totally which is pretty Mm. wild yeah and do you find that helpful to have like unfinished paintings on display so you're kind of so they're kind of like (laughs) no way (laughs) so does this make you uncomfortable sitting here looking at unfinished pieces oh these are finished enough where i can enjoy them okay yeah Uh, this is a finished piece um yeah it's awesome is that john gay yeah collab with john john gay there shouts shouts and uh any other collabs no um, but yeah, that one still needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. It's cool, you know, and that brings up the topic: when's a painting ever really done? Like, when are we ever really done? We're like, not ever the, really done. The yeah, paintings are done yeah. when we are not on this plane anymore. Yeah, yeah. they can't yeah. long, no longer be worked on. Yeah, possibly yeah. be worked on. But right. even at the same time, you know, like even if I go and see a Monet exhibit, those paintings still aren't done because everybody's observing them and having conversations and the right. meaning the of art it is, is right. always constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The art is timeless. It's always a process. So the art form is never, the loop never closes. Right. Exactly. It's an infinite. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an inf- infinite conversation between mm-hmm. creation and observation and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whatever intentions were put into the piece. It's so easy to get caught up with it. Like, oh, that experience was only a five second and I'm on to the next. Mm. But that's really what I am also getting at with my art. I've been to a lot of museums, seen a lot of art. What my art 
is a is a result of is me wanting to stay visually interested in my own work for as long as possible. Hell yeah. And I want others to stay into in that medicine as long as possible where it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is translating medicine to people in a comforting way mm-hmm. where they can experience otherworldly dimensions without even you know, leaving the comfort, like leaving the comfort of their couch. Or, yeah. You know, or the comfort of their own body or their own body. <laughs> beautifully said. Yes. Exactly. That is beautifully said. Cause that is very uh, unsettling. Uh, it can be, you sure. know, to, uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Pretty inherently. So right. Yeah. To leave your body. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm where, yeah. The spirit realm. Uh, and there's a lot of things that there's a lot of information in the spirit realm that, um, realms that have uh, a lot of info to be downloaded, mm-hmm. and there's the there brings it right back to the visionary. It's like downloading that information from various containers of information. Yeah, mm-hmm. planes. So, so, where do you draw the distinction between what the what is spirit realm? Mm. and everything else oh good one andrew <laughs> thanks <laughs> spirit realm for me is uh i uh and psilocybin that is the realm it, it's almost like a, a lunar realm uh, i have a like a lunar association with that realm too and mm. um but what so more often than not at night as well oh, okay okay yeah I was just going to say what makes it different than... So time doesn't designate necessarily the spirit realm for me, um, but it's being in tune with uh, various entities and energies, ancestors, Mm -hmm. that are not as pronounced here in this reality. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if you will, it might be in the same the same space uh but it's just lifting a curtain to to hear things better to understand information gotcha gotcha how about you what do you think i think we're all uh, we're just in it all the time and like you were saying it's more of a matter of unveiling it or seeing or or noticing it i mean are we alive are we dead right now i mean what's the what's really the distinction the the awareness of the dream mm-hmm. right yeah sometimes i feel like we're this is heaven in a strange way you know, <laughs> as it's been described like yeah it's it's so good i think really. it's, it's useful to think of it like that as in like <laughs> it may not get any better than this so yeah you better be appreciating and you know doing what you can with it Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, like extreme optimism that it uh, it's going to keep getting freaking radical. Right. It's it's not a yeah. call to not do anything to make it better, but yeah. like it, maintaining that it's as great as it could be and to l- appreciate it so much. But yeah, simultaneously allowing for it to keep getting better and right. growing and right. there's more but potential. Like, oh, well, if this is then awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If this is it. Then I better make the most of it. Yeah. And it's pretty you know? fucking yeah. cool. And, it's, it's and that place. goes back into the conversation I think tryptamines what that teaches a lot of people it's mm-hmm. like well shh, man I've taken things for granted absolutely like getting back to the root of things 
you know and (laughs) so what do you so you know maintaining extreme optimism uh what kind of what do you hope for to see in the future maybe for yourself or the world more creativity more color more conversation more heart connections um I would like to see more people creating. Hell yeah. And, and, and really, I think art is here to heal us. Without art, it's like, really, what would it be here? Mm-hmm. Like, art is, is down to how we lay out our roads to build our, like, everything. Yeah. It's, um, it's expression, and it keeps getting more interesting. Like, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what art has in store. Not to put expectations on art, but, like, it is in a way it feels like it's kind of guaranteed be more interesting all the time yeah like yeah art doesn't make the world it doesn't boring ev- doesn't ever <laughs> get less interesting yeah. exactly yeah it's like oh art i've experienced that it's like on no, the next it's like it. art you're what always is it? experiencing it so therefore this whole experience this life mm. i think that is the the heart of it is just that is is creating and because what the heck is the point if we're not yeah because i mean yeah if you you zoom out or zoom in it's all a creation yeah it's all happening there's a process of creation happening whether you're participating in it or not but i feel like the more that people actively consciously participate in it Mm -hmm. the better things get for everybody yeah and and so I was listening that is like oh man I I don't know how to create like this you know I'm not we're not coming down to you like oh you need to create you are artists and you're all creating in your own ways I want to help you to to realize that even the way you like dress or or make your food or arrange your house it's we're all artists yeah your life is a a masterpiece you're working on a masterpiece that's what your life is yeah Yeah. and And we're all getting schooled in it you know like it's not easy it's uh well, yeah, mine's like a shitty doodle on lined paper so far, but like, <laughs> you know, it's like got some cool lines in there. <laughs> I think that's what's great about this show is like we you can hear different perspectives of uh, of the various artists, and mm-hmm. you know, it's that's beautiful. And you hear all these flavors of you know, you, you see their art, and you're like that's cool, and then you see all these different flavors of being, and I think mm-hmm. in every individual, you like everybody carries a little nugget of something that you really resonate with. And like, interesting. we become a potpourri of influences of all these wonderful, nice people. And it's interesting timing. You say that cause I'm kind of like coming out in a, in a sense of, um, being seen, re- uh, more on a social media level. Like if, you know, on my account, I don't really show what I'm, what I look like on mm. a personal level. Yeah. yeah. And that goes back to kind of the intertwining, the roots being in, in graph and, and the anonymity of that and then moving past that and then and creating for a, a greater uh, a greater purpose. And you not to say graph is a lesser purpose. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the heart of, 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 it's the lifeblood of art form, of mm-hmm. art in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, that'll... Yeah, I think there, there's like there's something really beautiful about you know sharing your art, but I think it's really an amazing, beautiful thing to share just who you are as a person too, yeah. and to be yeah. vu- to be vulnerable. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now is I'm actually craving to want to 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 open myself up and to be more personable with my audience and get to know them more because that is important. Once they get to know me, they they can fully understand. Uh, they can understand my art better. Exactly. Uh, yeah. More fully. Absolutely. Brings more context. And way more meaning. context. Yeah. 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 And I've been I've been kind of in the in the shadow in that sense. Uh, and now it's it's very appropriate coming out now too and oh yeah that's cool yeah don't be scared of yourself show it you know selfies coming soon <laughs> shine <laughs> i see you shining <laughs> see you shining over there hell yeah keep on shining <laughs> well keep um on shining. i guess we could wrap it up unless you want to wrap it it <laughs> like with a wrap like yeah. with a bow <laughs> With Usually a what we do at the end here is we ask what advice you would give to younger artists. Ooh. I know you've... Over you a don't... rap? Let's do it over a rap. Yeah, do, do it over a rap. Let's all do input. And then we'll like make it over a rap. Yeah, I'll listen. <laughs> no, John, you got to start off first. You got to speak, speak it out. Speak it loud. Nope. Speaker. <laughs> John Speaker. It's not John Rapper. Um, but yeah, Advice. Advice. Now listen up, kids. Well, you all thankfully have the ability to cut out time. Uh, sure. Lull time in that. So over a wrap, I have a little intuition at that. I'd like to share some advice. Put it in a package that can be relayed like rice and beans. Put in a burrito form. Coming back, breaking at the seams. Shit gets torn. This is how we're going to look through the lens and find that situation. It comes, commence time falls like sands moving through like romance and it comes back take a stance for what you believe this heart form has got it what you got up your sleeve it's all wizard shit and it's coming back to how we doing it no but for real though yeah (laughs) keep on creating learn what you love find the light it's all inside now spread it out now get it out into the world no matter how whether you be speaking it or go live painting seeking it your heart space it's coming back to the art it's just the taste this is how we're gonna collect it it's the human race coming together kind of affected by plant medicines coming into consciousness this is how we're gonna get back to this root form ancient architectural we coming into technological center now spit it up get it out coming back this let it out fly south for the winner Mm, moving it past the what's for dinner <laughs> okay but for yes. real though what'd you digest from that <laughs> go make art <laughs> go make art get it out in the world don't give a shit about that little voice in your head that says you can't do it cause it's affected me up until today to speak into a microphone for real so yeah i don't know i'm i'm learning that myself and you know keep shedding those layers put them to the side keep growing love yourself be gentle with yourself yes oh yeah it's beautiful sweet thank you man yeah thank you guys really appreciate mad respect yeah that was awesome yeah how can people find you online Oh, I'm on Instagram, uh, ampersand, uh, P-H-E-R-0-1, and on Facebook, but not as responsive on Facebook. Cool. Just putting that out there. 
Farrell one. We'll link you with But you can Insta. reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Like, yeah. It might take yeah. me a little longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, man. We love Thanks you. So Thank much. you so much for yeah. sharing with us. Love you guys. Fuck yeah. Love you guys. All y'all out there. Thank you. Peace. Shouts. We love you. <laughs> oh, I love you, Lola. Oh, the Lola. We're done. Lola's like, what? We doing? We doing? Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at John Speaker. And on Facebook, John Speaker Art. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. (laughs) 